Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And tonight we're talking week four waivers and a little bit about the Monday Night Football game that just ended. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit, or you can follow us on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. And you can always go check out our YouTube page as well, youtube.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. So before we jump into waivers, thought we'd just quickly talk about the Monday night game we just got done seeing. And I guess it was return to form for the Bears defense and just turnovers all over the board, which was uh, for the Chicago Bears defensive owners who spent too much to get them. It was at least a good sight. But, I mean, are you completely bought back in or is this a lot have to do with Washington? Washington's just not good. That's, I think, a lot of it. Yeah, they're not good. But I think, I mean, Chicago is obviously a very good defense. Uh, you know, are they as dominant as they're going to be as they were last year? Uh, I think that's, you know, that's you have to wait and see. But they are very, very good. They're obviously, I don't know, they might be, you know, probably your favorite defense to have just because they have so much backing it up. But there's probably a handful up there. Um, will they always do this? No. This was a special performance, especially in the first half. And it almost felt like, not that they backed off, but they didn't really have to pressure near as much um, that second half because they were just holding on to the lead. Um, Trubisky finally had a good game, but they gave him amazing field position. And um, Case Keenum, uh, he his numbers don't portray how badly he actually did because his numbers actually came out okay. He had the three interceptions, obviously, but he also threw for two touchdowns and he had over 300 yards. But he looked so uncomfortable and um i mean mac and and just everyone on that chicago defense just ate him alive the first half it was one of those that you start it was another game where you started feeling bad for 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 one of the teams and that happened to be washington i mean at some point you think haskins is going to have to come in they have to see what they have in him but i don't know if it'll be yet i don't they don't seem to want to put him in yet but i mean at 0 and 3 what do you, I mean, Case Keenum's not your yeah, future. They keep, yeah, they keep having the narrative of he's not ready, but does it matter? I mean, I, I guess at this point, if you're not going to win games anyway, I'd much rather get him real-world experience and just know that. Know that, hey, we're not going to be able to do the full playbook. We're not, you know, he's going to make mistakes, but it doesn't really matter. This is kind of a lost year. That's what I would be thinking. And I was actually, I was chuckling because we're, we're, you know, we're separate tonight, but we we're watching the game and I just sent a text to Craig and I was like, you know, I was like, oh, time to see Haskins. Maybe they would put him in. And he was like, do you want him to die tonight? <laughs> it was like Chicago is going to just ruin his career. Please don't put him in. <laughs> That's pretty much what I feel like would have happened. <laughs> they would have seen that rookie quarterback back there. It just been, oh, this is going to be fun. <laughs> but so I'll say for Washington, before we even talk about Chicago's offensive side, Washington, like, Adrian Peterson is hard to use, I would say. He's just not he, – I don't even know if, if it's him, if it's because Adrian Peterson is just 34 years old, but I don't think there's anything for him to do. He can't go anywhere with this offensive line, with this offense. It's yeah, I don't think happen. they really want to give him the ball. I, I, it almost looks like 
if if he gets to a certain yardage this year, they have to give him a bonus because I've like when he was around the goal line, I understand if you have Thompson in there, maybe you're a little more dynamic and they're thinking you're going to pass. But if you're going to pound it out, like why in the world wouldn't you put Peterson in there? Uh, he's still, I think he's still a pretty decent back, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I think in this offense, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see what he was able to do last year without, uh, guys in the lineup and get a thousand yards. I don't think we're going to see that. Um, Chris Thompson, if Washington has to play from behind a lot like this, he's probably going to end up with some decent garbage time points, some yardage. He ended up with 108 total yards tonight and a lot of them there at the end. And just cause you know, it becomes easy to gain, to pick up chunks of yardage at the end of games. And he's going to be the guy getting those yards a lot. So if you want to play it that way, if you're hurting at running back, yeah, Chris Thompson's not a terrible option. Yeah, you no, know, you're absolutely right. I mean, <laughs> it, not the prettiest way to do it, but it, you know, effective nonetheless. And how about I have to say the one guy that really keeps impressing me on this team is McLaurin. And again, and this was when they were struggling, like when he actually, because you're going to look at it. And Terry McLaurin is a, a rookie coming out of OSU. He's getting a lot of hype right now. Um, but you'll look at it and you'll say, oh, Paul Richardson actually had eight for 83 and a touchdown. You know, he was actually the the primary guy. But it was really McLaurin who, when they were struggling, was the one that caught a great pass over the middle in the end zone, was the one that was getting them moving. I, I think he is already the best wide receiver on that team. I'm, and I think, obviously, when Haskins eventually makes a start, which I can't imagine it's going to be very long, you know, you would think that they would have that special connection anyway, because obviously they played together in college. So he just he keeps rising up my boards. Uh, he's I think he's going to be really good. And I was impressed by him again. Yeah, I know he got some at the end again in garbage time, but he was good. He, he kept finding in that they're playing in that zone. He just found the he found the spot every time and he looked good for a rookie. He knew what he was doing. And I think he's just going to get better. I really, really like him. And you could I mean. You can put him in your lineup at this point. He's done it three games in a row. He's caught a touchdown. So he's definitely playable for you. And then Chicago, Trubisky was better tonight. I mean, Washington isn't very difficult to play against, it looks like. But Trubisky was definitely better. Still don't <laughs> trust him. Yeah, I, I mean, he probably started, you know, on the other side of the 50, you know, a handful of times because of the defense. But yeah, he did well. I mean, he, he looked good. And Taylor Gabriel certainly helped that that out. He had the the big game, but if you obviously he had three touchdowns. If you, in case you hadn't watched the game, um, six for seventy five and three touchdowns. Were they all in the first half? I think they were. Right? Okay. Yeah. So they got out to a huge start, and then they didn't do much after that. Uh, how about everyone else though? Like Allen Robinson, I know you, you like. He had six for sixty. He he was fine. They didn't really have to go, you know, too crazy after they scored all those points. What do you feel about him and the other guy that I have to ask about is Montgomery. A lot of people still hyping him up. 13 carries for 67 yards. I thought he would have gotten a f- I mean, 13 is fine, but I thought he would have gotten a few more with the lead. Um, what do you think about those two guys? And with Robinson, I still still like him, but I came into the season, I guess, expecting more from Trubisky. And... I don't think that even with this good game, obviously it was it's slightly different and you know how their defense did. Robinson wasn't able to do much. I'm kind of hesitant just because of Trubisky right now. I'm not sure how it's going to play out for him, but with Montgomery too, Montgomery looked good at times. I thought he looked pretty decent again, but 
they don't seem to, I don't think he's going to get a huge workload. They don't really want to rush him into that yet. And they're not going to force it. So 13 carries for 67 yards is good yards per carry, a solid game, but they're, he's no sure thing. And this is uh, one of his better outings with, what, 81 total yards here? But, yeah, it's um, they don't. I don't think they're going to just hand him the ball all the time. You I mean they're putting Patterson back there? Cordell Patterson had four carries. They like to look at. They like that look some for some reason. And then um, yeah, Tariq Cohen actually got four carries. Mike Davis isn't an issue at all with Montgomery. It's just I don't for some reason they don't want to give him the ball a huge amount right now. And I don't know if that'll change. But how about we move over to waivers for this week? And I'll say it's not that pretty. Really? Are you terribly excited about this list this week? No, I mean, <laughs> I mean, unless you have a, you know, a standout that for whatever reason is out there, the it, pretty slim pickings, to be honest. I think the first few weeks were heavy on picking up who we weren't sure about, you know, some of the rookies that re- did really well. And now this is where you have a few weeks and you start getting into injuries and then those, you know, bigger waiver wire guys come through. But um, not a whole lot out there. I mean, you know, we'll go over some some streaming picks and who we would grab if if need be. But there's no one that really tops my list as in you have to go get this guy. So our list is typically 40% of players that are owned and 40% are ES, of ESPN leagues or less is how we're going to do our list. So my number one guy, I cheated, actually. He's, <laughs> he's owned in 40.5% of leagues. I thought it was close enough, right? That works. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's actually going to be Ronald Jones. Is like my top guy because I think I know two out of three games he's looked really good this season, and he's just so clearly better than Peyton Barber. He really is. And the one game where he didn't do much was that what that Thursday night game, and for some reason he just wasn't involved, and I didn't it didn't make sense to me. But the other two games, the San Francisco, he had 13 carries, 75 yards, and then uh, against the Giants here he had 14 carries, 80 yards. And they also got a one catch for 41 this past week as well. I think if they give him the actual opportunity, he's going to be a really good player here. You know, going forward, so much better than Peyton Barber. They just don't need to give the ball to Barber anymore. So Ronald Jones actually tops my list. I know people probably thought it was going to be Wayne Gallman, but it's Ronald Jones this week for me. All right. A name that <laughs> we were hopeful but never thought I'd hear again. <laughs> I, You know, he's been two out of three weeks. He's been really good. So I liked him there. But then, all right, then we'll go to the second guy. Is I think it has to be Wayne Gallman. Just based on the situation, you're getting a starting running back. I just don't feel good about it. I mean, we've seen Wayne Gallman in the past. He's really not any good. And the thing is, the, the team's not very good for the most part. Still, rookie quarterback who looked good in his first game, but... We don't know what that means and if that's going to continue. I man, I just I don't expect that much from Wayne Gallman. But when it's this week of a waiver wire and you're getting a starting running back, I guess what do you do? You kind of have to take a chance if you need a running back, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, you do because there's really not a whole lot out there, especially for people who have a actual chance of playing or seeing the field this week. Um, yeah, you got to take the shot, and there's no one else out there right now. Yeah, and I don't know. I wouldn't feel comfortable with him in my lineup, though. I Something about it, I don't think it's going to turn out very well. And so because of that, I'll actually say I feel like 
for the next week, for next week alone, I probably feel more comfortable with this next guy I put on my list. I put Daryl Williams from Kansas City just because Kansas City is such a better offense. LaShawn McCoy went down with an injury. You still got Damian Williams, who's possibly injured. Daryl Williams looks to be ahead of Darwin Thompson. And Williams actually produced when he was given the chance last week. Nine carries for 62 yards, five catches for 47 yards. He had 109 total yards on only 14 touches. It was a pretty impressive. And I think I really just think whoever you put into that backfield in this Kansas City offense is going to be good. And if that's Daryl Williams this week, he's a great you know just spot start this week to put in your lineup for one week. It's a one week only thing. This isn't going to last. If McCoy's healthy, if Damian Williams is healthy, it's just going to go away. Playing against Detroit, I'm you know they could probably score against Detroit pretty well here. So Daryl Williams, I'm actually I'm actually quite interested in him. Yeah, I like that pick. I mean, I think you're putting yourself in the best position to score, really. Because, I mean, I hate to even go over, say, Wayne Gallman, but we, you know, it, it just shows how how kind of barren the waiver wire is currently. Where you think Gallman is going to absolutely get a lot of the carries, but you're on a bad offense, and you know, you yourself are, you know, haven't shown anything without being mean about it. And, um, well, this other guy, we're not exactly sure, but you're on an offense that is absolutely going to use you and put you in a position where you can score a touchdown. So, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, how close is that for you? Um, I would assume you would still probably start Gallman if you had to. If, I, if I had to pick th- between the two, I'm probably picking Daryl Williams to start this week over Gallman. So you are. So you're actually yeah. you're just on board, yeah. I really so am. I, I'm not that far off. I, I thought I was actually being a little facetious, but... No. Yeah, Gallman, I think, is, I mean, obviously he's going to be the starter for longer. And so if you're looking for more of a long-term play, you need that going forward. I guess you take the chance on Gallman. But I think I would start Williams. This, I mean, this all depends on, too, the health of McCoy and, and Damian Williams. It's still early. We don't right, 100% right. know. But if they are out or if they're limited, I would play Williams. And I wouldn't even hesitate and I'd play Williams over them. Easy. Over um yeah over Gallman I wouldn't it would be easy for me really and but again this is depends on your team situation you just need one week like last week that would have been Frank Gore if you're the guy who's going maybe you started Frank Gore last week and now you're gonna start Daryl Williams this next week and just keep it rolling somehow right that's the way yeah, to do absolutely. it yeah absolutely so the next guy on my list this is where the I mean the list is, I guess is already kind of iffy but then I really didn't know what to do so I threw uh, Rex Burkhead here. And a lot of this has to do with the fact that Sony Michelle just hasn't done much and hasn't looked good. And Burkhead remains involved in this offense pretty much no matter what. He had 11 carries this past week, six catches. I think that's going to be similar going forward for him. He's, and he got a touchdown. It's not pretty, but I think he's going to have some, some, you know, a l- little bit of volume. Not much, but, you know, there's something there where... He's an interesting play. If I mean, if you're really just need something badly, because Sony Michelle hasn't been getting it done. But this yeah. is where it gets ugly. Yeah, I was gonna say it's pretty ugly. But I mean, if you look at the points he's been able to put up, you know, you wouldn't think that he's second fiddle necessarily. I mean, he's <laughs> he's putting up good enough points to uh, was. I mean, right now his positional rank is thirty second. Um, which is pretty amazing since he gets, I don't know, 
what the carries he got were eight, five, and eleven. And the only reason he got eleven is because they're beating the crap out of the Jets. So, uh, yeah, I actually take your point. They're obviously keeping him involved, and you know the gift and the curse of Patriots are they're so dynamic, but at the same time, they don't worry about making anyone the bell cow. So. Sonny Michelle, they they don't care how many carries they give any any one person. They're gonna spread the ball out. So yeah, I, I don't mind the Burkhead one. It's, you know, obviously only if you're desperate. desperate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's really where my running back list ends. And then after that, it's pretty much it for running backs. If you I mean are really this is if you're truly desperate, you could throw Jeff Wilson in there and hope he gets that touchdown. Yeah. That's, well, he is yeah. on, they are on bye. Oh, that's but, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's but, why he didn't make the list. But true. yeah, I was going to say, otherwise, for two, week, would two be, weeks from now, you, but yeah, people yeah. are going to look at picking him up this week at least. So if you want to get him and play before he plays Cleveland, that's, but that's truly desperate. That's just like the, I mean, I, I, I don't know what kind of situation I have to be in to play him. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It, it's an interesting one because it is definitely the risky play. But at the same time, if they keep using him as the goal lineback, which they have, I mean, what he rushed for two touchdowns in the past, um, each of the past two games, right? So four touchdowns in two games. I mean, he, that could completely go away, right? I mean, he could end up with five yards in general, um, and you know, it really hurts you. But if you're if you're in one of these sticky places, I mean, him or Burkhead, you know, you're. I don't know. Flip a coin, really, for me. But it might change too, because now the the what last I heard today was, um, they think maybe Tevin Coleman's back for Week Five after the bye. So that really, can you imagine if Tevin yeah, Coleman I'd, comes back? What the heck's that do? It, they're going to use all four guys, aren't they? I have no idea what they're going to do. I I don't even know what they're doing now. I mean, they finally got some sort of semblance of roles, and now they're just going to kind of throw Tevin Coleman. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what um what part he would play. The only thing I can think of in my head is they march him out there for two games, show that he's healthy and then try to trade him. <laughs> Maybe. So after that, it's really just handcuffs. If you need some, there's only, there's a couple decent handcuffs out there, like Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison. If you just want to stash one of those guys in your bench, that's, you know, that's pretty much it for me at running back. Unless you got some name that I'm not thinking of here. No, no, I was, I'm kind of, I'm on your bandwagon. As far as Madison goes, I think, um, the way that Delvin Cook has been playing and the way that that team is able to rush and his injury passed, um, he, he's an interesting one. If you have a roster spot, obviously I, I like him uh, quite a bit. And so over at wide receiver, again, not a lot out there this week. I'll say I think my top wide receiver in the 40% under category, I think it's going to be it's Philip Dorsett from New England. He's um been really Okay, so really good. Maybe he's a little little pushing it, but he's been good. <laughs> he's been good in the two games without Antonio Brown. The opening game, he had four for 95 and got, caught two touchdowns. And this past week, he had six for 53 and a touchdown. You know, that is, and now if Adelman's actually hurt and out next week, Dorsett's going to get even more. So he's an interesting play if you need a wide receiver for this coming week. And maybe going forward, he's going to get some touchdowns. And if you're looking for somebody right now, there's just not a lot else out there. So I think Dorsett's my top pick right now at wide receiver under 40%. I I just I don't see another one. No, I actually, I really, really like that one. I, I think it's a, a smart play because, I mean, the, the big question was, especially with uh, New England, they were going to throw the ball, so who's going to catch it? Obviously, Josh Gordon. Then Antonio Brown comes. Now he's gone. Um, and you're thinking, yeah, looking around, and you're like, they have to have – 
more players because they have to spread the ball around. They're you know they're not a one pony kind of show as we've talked about. So who is going to kind of emerge? And right now it is Philip Dorsett, and he has been playing very well. I mean, they haven't been playing anyone spectacular yet, and Buffalo is a better defense than what they've gone against with Miami and the Jets and even Pittsburgh week one. Um, but yeah, I think he's kind of the forgotten guy because they they always key on uh, the other two kind of prime time wide receivers, and then the injury is just even more reason uh, to Edelman is even more reason why you'd want to pick this guy up. So absolutely. The other guy I would put out there, once again, is cheating. It's 41%, but it's, it's DJ Chark for Jacksonville. He um He's just showing a lot of promise right now. I wish he would get a few more balls his way. Um, he only had five targets last game, but he still turned that into four catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. He has had a touchdown in every week so far. So, um, you know, nothing has slowed, slowed him down, and he's uh, he's a very interesting prospect because of his build and um i don't know he's kind of kind of pulling away from the other guys there so the first time i can say that in jacksonville for a while and you know what? And pe- because people do ask that question there's actually a, in the 40 to 50 percent level there's actually a lot of guys that i would i'd pick all these guys over the ones we're going to talk about like you said like dj chark mccall hardman's at 44 percent. i'd pick him over these guys Valdez Scantling's at 49%. I'd pick him over these guys. And then even Golden Tate at 47%. He'll be back in two weeks. He's only, you know, next week's the final week he's out. If you get Golden Tate coming back into an offense that's led by a quarterback who can actually do some things, he's interesting. He's, I think, a very interesting pickup. So actually, I think that is a, that's a great point. So 47%, obviously, a lot of people can go out and get him right now. Where does he rank as far as those guys, right? So I think, you know, for anyone in that range, which I think are obviously more DJ Chark, McCall Hardman, Golden Tate, MVS, rank them as far as which one you would take first. Hmm. Okay. This is actually kind of tough. So is I like, okay. I would just, I'm going to start from the bottom here. I'm going to figure this out. Yeah. Yeah. That makes <laughs> so sense. So I would probably put actually Hardman as the last guy because his is so much banked on like big plays and that, kind of always worries me. So I would have, I wouldn't trust him as much. And Tyree kill is going to be back at some point that can take away from him a lot. So I'd probably put him four out of these guys. Let's say, I don't try to think, what do I go here? If I go, uh, and Chark's been consistent. You know what? I'm actually going to go Chark is three golden Tate two. And then Marcus Valdez Scantling be my number one. I think that's how I'd rank him right now. I just, we don't know for sure with Tate, but he was still a really good player in Detroit, you know, the beginning of last year. I don't see why he can't continue that if Daniel Jones is up there. But Valdez Scantling is probably clearly the number two in Green Bay right now. And it's not just all going to Devontae Adams. So if they take away Adams, they'll just throw to Valdez Scantling. No problem. I think they're all, they're very similar though. I mean, at least the top three, Valdez Scantling, Tate, and Chark are very close for me. Hardman's just a little below them. Yeah, and it's it's very difficult to tell how they're actually going to be used. And I, I you know, I, I agree for the most part with your assessment. MVS is probably going to get more targets than the other guys. Tate and him will probably be very similar, honestly. Um, I, I'm still not completely sold on MVS, but he had a wonderful game against Denver. The other two, nothing special. He's about to hit Philly and then Dallas. So I get I get where you're coming from, but um, 
as far as getting him right away and throwing him in, I'm I'm a little worried about what that offense looks like currently. The Golden Tate, I'm still <laughs> I mean, a lot of these guys I'm just not sold on. And that's the problem. That's why they're, you know, in this 40 to 50, because Tate is coming back. So can you shake off the rest? Is Daniel Jones actually for real? That game was spectacular, but you know, it's one game. And then you have McCole Hardman, who I really like, but it is completely dependent on the other players getting healthy and coming back. Then he gets knocked down. DJ Chark is actually the interesting one to me. I think he is obviously on a, you know, on an offense that hasn't really um, been proficient at passing the ball, but he actually might be my number one just because I like his upside so much more. And he's been so much more consistent than the other guys. So I think DJ Chark would be the one guy I would really argue with you on and he would be my number one but obviously I'm that's speculation and you know you you can go anyway but I would say DJ Chark so now after we spent most of our time on players that don't actually make our list (laughs) that just shows what the list is like this week the 40% was tough Um, I mean I guess other receivers you can throw Taylor Gabriel on that list after what he did tonight I mean if they use him (laughs) like that I know but yeah I'm actually it's one of those I think that is the that is going to be the spike, obviously the peak of his, and that's not bad because he had three touchdowns that probably should be. And then, your but he peak went out with a concussion too, which is a drawback, obviously. Yeah, I just <laughs> don't think that that is going to be the normal the normalcy for that offense. I don't either. I, yeah, so I, I have a hard time. I I still wouldn't throw him anywhere near my lineup, to be honest. Yeah, but, I, I have a hard but time. I, with that I get too. it. I get it because it is so barren. Um. But I almost feel like he already had his one, so I might as well like take a, a gamble on someone else. <laughs> um, another guy who's you know a slightly interesting name, just because there's no other interesting names. Uh, <laughs> it's just I don't know. Uh, Deontay Johnson from uh, Pittsburgh, the rookie. He had three for fifty-two and a touchdown. So we'll see if he becomes more involved. He's gotten decent targets the first three games: five, four, and six, which isn't bad for for a rookie there. So, you know, just another name to look out for, but this also shows that there's just not much down here right now. It's just, there just isn't, I'm, I'm just Devonte Parker's just, no, I don't, <laughs> yeah. he, he's not making any of these lists. Um, I'd rather pick up Preston Williams from, um, Miami before I picked up, uh, Devontae Parker at this point. But yeah, hundred percent agree <laughs> with you. That's about it for wide receivers. I think I don't really have much else there. Tight ends, I really don't have much here either, but Will Disley's still below the 40% mark, I believe. (laughs) He's still catching touchdowns, everybody. (laughs) So what is he at? 27% rostered, I think, right now. So Will Disley has to top this list for tight ends again. And it's just, there's really, he's about it, though. He's probably it, but you know what? The other interesting name I'll throw out there. This could be the time, if you're really in need of a tight end, to go pick up Chris Herndon. Yes. Yeah, I was going to say, that would be the only other guy that I would really throw out there. And you're getting him a week early, but no one's going to be talking about him. So I agree with that. I think it's so, once again, waivers are barren. But um, a lot of people have been hurt in the tight end situation because of the injuries and everything else going on. So if you can get Herndon and have the roster spot to hold on to him, even maybe for an extra week and have someone else in there to see what he does his first week back, um, especially when Darnell gets healthy and he is able to play. Uh, Hernan should be a very interesting young uh, tight end that could make some noise, possibly. So I'll say my quarterback streamer of the week, I think it's Daniel Jones. It's, uh, 
I know it's only one game, but he plays Washington this week. And we saw what Trubisky looked like a good quarterback against them. I think Daniel Jones could be a play this week. Yeah, I mean, the truth is, if you're looking for a streaming quarterback, a lot of quarterbacks in this range, you know, uh, under 50%, we'll say, um, have really bad matchups. Um, the only two guys that have good ones, honestly, in my perspective, is Daniel Jones would be one, and the other guys, I like Jacoby Brissett. Um, he's going against, um, who is he? Oakland. Um, so I, and he has actually been very consistent. I don't, you know, I don't know if he has that real upside, but you know, in standard scoring 20.5, 22.3, 24.8. And he's always, uh, he's thrown multiple touchdowns in every one of them. And last game was the first time he got a lot of yardage, but he's always been able to kind of keep you in the, uh, in the game where a lot of these other guys, especially with the tough matchups, um, I don't want anything to do with. So, yeah, I, I would say that Daniel Jones and Jacoby Brissett. Then, you know, actually, I'll throw up Matt Stafford because Kansas City doesn't really stop people that well. And, you know, Detroit might have to throw the ball a little bit and score if they want to do something against Kansas City. So he might not be a bad play this week. Um, but that's about it. That's about all I got there. I mean, you know, what would you, uh, yeah, what do you, I mean, it's against Denver, but I just really want to bring up his name. But what about Minshew? I was just, I, I'm, I'm on his page right now. Okay. <laughs> I, I just want to talk about the stash. I, for some reason, I can't buy in. No. I, and really, I actually would say he has not played easy games either. I mean, he really hasn't, but, and he's done fine 21.6, 18.1, 22. But at Denver, Denver, I still, maybe I'm wrong, but I still believe that they're um, a good defense. And for the most part, if they really wanted to play a slow them down type of game, they can. I don't think that is perfect for a young guy like him, but he has outperformed my expectations every week so far. So I don't know. Maybe you're, you're braver than I. Yeah, I, I I can't do it. He is not braver than I. <laughs> <laughs> then overall, see defensive streaming pl- plays for the week. Defense is always interesting. You never know who's like available. I'm not even worried too much about percentage for this. So if like if the Chargers are still out there playing against Miami, you go pick them up. Play anybody against Miami at this point. That's an easy call. After that, to find I mean a really solid, I guess the um. Seahawks against Arizona is not a bad play. Seahawks are owned in only 15% of leagues. They've been, they've been okay. You know, they they don't like get blown out on defense, obviously, but they don't, they're not the Seahawks of old, but I don't necessarily trust Arizona right now. And I think Kyler Murray can throw a couple picks. And because of that, they could be a play. I mean, what else is there out there this week that you feel even that comfortable with? Uh, I'm, honestly, I'm trying to find one here. <laughs> I mean, maybe, maybe Texans against Carolina. If you think this week is where Kyle Allen comes down to earth, that could, that could be, but there's not a, there's not some, there's not great options. I mean, Broncos against the Jaguars. If you don't believe in Minshew and think this is the week he comes down back to earth, but Broncos defense hasn't done much fantasy wise. They really have, they have no sacks on the year. Is that crazy? Not one. That, I mean, that is, yeah, that's pretty bonkers. No interceptions, <laughs> no fumble recoveries. That's crazy. So there's not there's not great options this week if you're streaming defenses. I hope you got... um. Actually, oh, no, definitely not. <laughs> I almost made a terrible... <laughs> Steelers against Cincinnati, maybe. Cincinnati yeah. hasn't been very good. 
No, but yeah. Uh, See, none of these man, are great options. There's not a no. great. There's some. There's a lot of decent options or okay options. There's nothing. There's not. There's no great options down in this level. So basically, if the Chargers are out there, you somehow try to find them, get them. After that, it's yeah. It's you pick the best of the okay options and hope it works. That's yeah, a, that's uh, about all I got. Yeah, it's pretty ugly. I mean. Just end to end is really ugly on the waiver wire to this week. Yeah, it's just, um, I mean, Falcons against Tennessee. It's another one of those not a great defense, but not a good offense kind of a thing. Some one of those teams is going to have a good week. It just how how do you figure out which one? And yeah, it's just, exactly. It's, it's, it'll be lucky, but all right. I think that'll do it for waiver wire. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk to you guys then.